We welcome you to the I Believe in Jesus broadcast. It is so good to be back with you today. We are praying for you out there around the world, all our sisters and brothers in Jesus Christ. Isn't it wonderful to be a part of such a glorious family, the family of God upon the face of the earth? His family is a great and mighty and exceeding army. You know, his greatness lives within you and I as his children. And we just welcome you to hear the word of God with us today. We come to break that heavenly bread with you. We are praying that you are healthy, that you are in good spirit, and we are praying that you are blessed in everything that you do and in everything that you say. We are praying fervently for the body of Christ here on earth, and we are all looking forward to the day that we meet in heaven when we go there to be with our blessed Savior, Jesus Christ. We are going to go into the scriptures now, and we're going to be talking about exactly what happens when you do give your life to Jesus Christ. On this program, we often speak to you about Jesus and uh, that he is the only way into heaven. You see, we believe that the word of God is written and inspired by Jesus Christ himself. And I remind you of the story as we get into this teaching of Nicodemus, where Jesus met him. And Nicodemus was a Jew, and he was a ruler, and he was a Pharisee. And I want to read a part of that story to you out of John chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus a ruler of the Jews, the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto you, you must be born again. The wind bloweth where it lists, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not thou tell where it comes from and where, where it goes. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto you, We speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and you receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things, and you believe not, how shall you believe this? If I tell you of heavenly things, and no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, 
even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For every one that does evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be approved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be manifest, that they are wrought in God. Jesus preached the story of salvation to Nicodemus. And we thank the Lord that Nicodemus did accept Christ Jesus as his Savior and was born again. We thank the Lord for that. Amen. He did accept Christ later on. And I pray that if you're listening to the broadcast today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, that you also would have heard the spirit of truth in the story that Jesus taught this Jew many thousands of years ago because the story is to, still true today. Jesus was explaining to Nicodemus that it would be a necessity to be born again in his spirit, meaning that after he repented of his sins and accepted Christ Jesus as the only begotten Son of the Father that had come down from heaven, was born of a virgin Mary, and now was walking about teaching truth, that once Nicodemus was accepting him and did accept him, that he would be born again in his spirit, meaning that he would have a new spirit come into him, which is the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ. What the salvation would take place, and that is the marvelous new birth. Amen. In, a, in even in the Old Testament, it speaks of of things that would happen in Ezekiel eleven nineteen, and I will give them one heart and I will put a new spirit within them and I will take the stony heart of their flesh and give them a heart of flesh. Jesus is going to take that old stony heart of flesh that is hard without God. And once we are saved and have accepted Jesus Christ, that heart becomes pliable and the Holy Spirit dwells within us then. And he begins to soften our heart and tenderize our heart and deal with our heart because this is a heart matter. This is what he was trying to tell Nicodemus. A man or woman must be born again of the Spirit. We have to have received Christ as our Savior in order for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit to take place, the very divine nature of Christ himself. In 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That means you're, once you've experienced salvation, 
that old way of living passes away. You, you find that now that Christ lives in you, you don't want to continue in that path of sin. You don't want to go on doing those things that you did that were not pleasing to God, that were evil, following your own way. Now you've accepted Jesus Christ as Savior and Master, and now you're going to turn to Him. Now you're going to acknowledge Jesus in all of your ways that He might direct your path. It is a glorious thing to be saved. This is when true life enters into the human being. And they no longer want to go those evil places nor do those evil things that they used to do because there is now a new nature in them. And that new nature is divine. It is Christ himself and his Holy Spirit now dwelling in them, which will convict them of sin and they will turn from those old ways. Amen. And they'll begin to do new things instead of going to the bars and drinking chasing women or chasing men and committing fornication and adultery and all manner of evilness. They won't do that anymore. They're going to go a new way. They're going to find themselves in church. They're going to find themselves serving Jesus in one way or another. They're going to find themselves reading the Bible instead of reading evil books. They're going to be reading the Bible. Those are the new things. The old things are passed away. You don't do that anymore. And you become new. Everything around you now is new. You see life differently. In Galatians 6 15 it says, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision but a new creature. Ephesians 2 and 15 says, Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of two one new man, so making peace. After you are born again, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He enters you. It's a glorious experience. I can remember before I was saved, I had no peace. And the Bible teaches that. It says that there is no peace to the wicked man or woman, those that are against God. There is only one true and living God, and that is Jesus Christ. I believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the three in one, the Trinity. I believe that as we walk and learn to walk with God after salvation, that there is a great peace. This peace passes all understanding. Jesus said, this is the peace that I give to my people. Part of our legacy, part of our inheritance after we are saved. If you're out there listening to this program, then you don't have peace. Jesus wants you to walk in his peace. But the first thing you must do is repent of all your sins and, and confess that you've sinned and, and ask Jesus to forgive you and accept him as the Son of God, accept his word, and ask him to come into your heart and submit your life to him. And glorious peace will be with you, even in the hard times. Amen? Oh, yes, it's a wonderful peace. Ephesians 4 and 24 says, And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Jesus wants us to accept this new life after salvation and, and yield to him and allow his holiness to be formed in our lives and that we would walk with him 
in these new ways. Amen. God is so good. God is so faithful. You know, Jesus died for us so that we could have this glorious experience in him. I think of a scripture pertaining to this thought in Colossians 3 and 10. It says, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. That's talking about Jesus. After we're born again, there needs to be a predominant change seen in our life. That's evidence that we have been born again. The people that knew you before you were saved will be able to see the, the immediate change. They will, they will be in awe that you no longer want to go do those evil things anymore that they will know that it it happened through the supernatural that Jesus Christ is alive your testimony will be seen amen many people that were that were born again used to have an addiction to drugs used to have an addiction to alcohol well once they get saved there's no longer that desire for those things and and the people that knew them in the old manner are just in awe they they can't deny that Jesus Christ had to have touched them and delivered them and set them free and they see that Jesus Christ is still alive for only Jesus can set the captive free like that and we just give you praise lord in luke 15 and 24 it says for this is my son for this my son was dead and is alive again this is the story of the prodigal son he was lost and is found and they began to be married there is nothing greater than one who repents of their sins and accepts jesus and comes out of that lost spiritual condition into the newness of Christ and the angels in heaven celebrate when someone is born again and we believe that by listening to the word of God this marvelous miracle the greatest miracle of all can take place even now just by speaking truth over the radio broadcast that the Bible is truth the Bible is life the Bible the word of God is Jesus himself and it, it is powerful amen the word of God goes forth and you're hearing the word of God and even if you're already born again and you're listening to this broadcast it's going to stir you up it's going to stir that gift of salvation it's going to cause you to even examine yourself are you living are you allowing Christ to live through you have you completely turned away from the old way and you're going that new way the new way of holiness so I just thank God for the scriptures. Romans 8, 11 says, But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. That same spirit, the Holy Spirit, that quickened Christ, after his crucifixion, after they, he died on Calvary and they put him in that tomb. Oh my, the Romans, they, they thought it was over. The Jews that didn't believe that Christ was the Son of God thought it was over. They thought he was dead forever. Well, on the third day, Christ rose again because of the Holy Spirit touched his dead fleshly body. He never died spiritually. God is a spirit. And he never died spiritually, but his flesh died on Calvary. And he went into that tomb, and they thought, well, it's over. He's dead. Well, on the third day, he rose again because the Spirit of God 
quickened his body. He rose again on the third day. Amen. And he lives forever. Amen. And that same spirit will quickens us on the day of our salvation and brings us out of that spiritual death and gives us spiritual life. It is a glorious experience. I remember the day that I got saved. I remember thinking this thought after salvation, after Jesus, after I repented of my wicked sins and accepted Christ and he came into my life. I, I remember thinking, wow, I have never felt love before. I have never felt peace, real peace before. I have never known such life. True eternal life enters us at that day of salvation and it quickens us and it brings us out of that spiritual death because the wages of sin is death someone's listening to this today and someone's is convicted of their sins and they're ready to fall on their knees and they're they're ready to say jesus forgive me I accept you as my personal Savior. Come into my life because I want that joy. I want that peace. I, I want to feel true, pure love. Because many of you listening to the broadcast have searched for love in all the wrong ways, going from one person to another. And it's Jesus that you're looking for. When I was lost and wandering around for years, I didn't know it was Jesus that I was searching for. I went from one person to another seeking to be loved. That's just natural. God has put within the human being the desire to be loved. He has put within the human being the desire to feel significant, important, have a purpose. And he's put a desire in us to have security. Well, God is love. God gives the significance and God gives his eternal security when we get saved. So it is Jesus that you're looking for. And I'm here to tell you, he's opening his arms and he's saying, all those that can believe that I am the only begotten son of the father that has come not to condemn the world, but to give the world hope, to give the world salvation. He died on Calvary that you might, your sins might be forgiven. He offered himself as that perfect sacrifice. He died for you personally, for each individual that was ever created by him. He died. He was born and he died for you. And then he rose from the dead. He was quickened by the Holy Spirit. He wants to touch you with his power of his Holy Spirit and quicken you and convict you of your sin and tell you you need a Savior. You need to know him. You can have a relationship with Jesus. He's wooing you. He's speaking to you. He's telling you truth, just as he told Nicodemus long, long ago. Do you hear the voice of God? Do you hear the voice of God through his written word that we're speaking today? He wants to do a new thing in you. He is awesome. Ephesians 2 and 1 says, And you hath he quickened who were dead in sins, trespasses and sins. Ephesians 2, 6, and hath raised us up together, hallelujah, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. He's raised us up out of that miry pit of clay. He's brought those that have accepted him as his pers their personal savior up out of that darkness. And he's delivered us and he set us in this marvelous light. 
Oh, Jesus is beautiful. I want you to get hungry to know him because he went through everything. He suffered all of these horrible things that these people did to him because he loves you and he wants you to know him. He wants and desires your creator, Jesus Christ, desires to have relationship and fellowship with you. He wants you to know that he loves you. Amen. He loves you. He longs to be with you. Amen. He died for you. Colossians 3 and 1 says, And you then, being risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Isn't that beautiful? And in Psalms 51 and 10 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. Jesus wants to come into your heart and dwell within you. He wants to place his precious Holy Spirit in you and begin a beautiful work. And in Romans 12 and 2, it says, And be not conformed to this world any longer, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Some of you listening out there, you're lost. You don't know Christ is your personal Savior. You may even believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, yet you haven't personally accepted Him. You haven't personally come to that place where you're truly sorry for your sinful behavior. You may not be the greatest sinner on the face of the earth, but Jesus' word says that we all fall short of the glory of God and we're born in a sin nature and we all need to repent of our sins and accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. Jesus is calling you. Jesus is speaking to you. And he's telling you this is truth. Jesus said in the Gospels, he said, I am the way. I am truth. And I am life. There is no other way in is what he was telling Nicodemus. A man must be born again. A woman must be born again. If you have been taught that there is another way into eternal life, into heaven, you've been taught a lie. Jesus Christ is the only one that can take a stony heart, a heart that has followed wickedness and done their own thing and gone their own way. He is the only one because he is the only one that sacrificed his life, shed his blood because he is the only son of God, the only begotten son of God, the precious savior that within him was holiness. He never sinned. He didn't deserve to go to the cross. He went there willingly. He could have called down 10,000 angels oh, to strike every one of them down that cried out, crucify him on that day. He allowed that. He was God. He never died spiritually. He has risen. He is alive today, and his word is still powerful. It can still quicken you in your trespasses and sins by the power of the Holy Spirit. I ask you to bow your head right now. I pray that all those that do know Jesus as their Savior and you're listening, you've, you've stayed on this broadcast because the Holy Spirit drew you to continue to listen. 
And I ask you to come into prayer with me right now for those that are lost that are listening, that the Holy Spirit wouldn't even allow them to turn the program off, that are come under the conviction of God for their unbelief, for their going their own way. Lord, we pray for those that are lost today. We pray, Lord, that they will do what they've been taught today. We pray that that hunger for you, Jesus, will come into their heart and they will truly be sorry of their sinful way and that they will accept you as their personal Savior. Lord, I pray for all my Christian brothers and sisters, Lord, that have listened. And Lord, I pray that they will be strengthened by the Word of God. And I pray that they will take the Word and they will go out and they will preach the gospel in the highways and the byways. That they, in these last days before you return, Christ, as the world gets more wicked, that they will go out and they will have the boldness of the Holy Spirit and they will tell. Oh, that they will preach in the highways and the byways and they will tell the lost that there is hope and his name is Jesus. The greatest name that ever was or will be. The name above all names is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the soon coming King. He's coming back. We need desires. He's tearing because he desires that none should perish. He wants you to be ready. For his return. He wants, he wants all to be raptured. Before those seven years of tribulation. So all you have to do. Is just truly repent of your sins. And accept him into your heart. And you will be taken out of here. Before those horrible. Terrible seven years. Of the greatest tribulation. That has ever been on the face of the earth. Jesus is calling you. Jesus desires you. To accept him as your personal savior. God bless you. Pray for us, please. And Lord willing, we will be back next week on the I Believe in Jesus broadcast. We love you, but Jesus loves you more.